Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today, I'm talking about happy chemicals boost recovery. So over the years, I've learned, um, I've heard lots of things like hugs help you grow. That's one of my favorite ones. Many goals give you a sense of accomplishment more often. That's something that I have tried to incorporate at work um, with myself and my team. Um, I also heard sitting in the sun for like 15 minutes a day gives you vitamin D. It's supposed to be healthy for you. Of course, you're not supposed to sit in the sun for much longer than that. Um, And then I've heard about cardiovascular exercise, like runner's high can give you, um, like a boost of endorphins. So, um, I, I wanted to talk today about the chemicals that I learned, um, that are the reasons for all of these things. So, I went to um, something called IOP, it's called Outpatient Treatment Program, and I went to this when I got out of my detox facility the second time, and this is like a 10-week program, and I went, I think, twice a week, and so I would drive into work from Charlestown. I would drive into work at like 6 a.m. and I would work for four hours and then I would drive from my job in Herndon over to Leesburg and I would um, sit in this IOP class for about three hours, I think it was. Then I would drive back to work in Herndon and work another four hours Then I would drive back to Charlestown, which is like an hour and a half drive. And often I would stop on the way home at um, a a place called Club 12, which is very well known as a a facility where we hold um, lots of addiction and... um, and support group type meetings. So in this IOP program, um, you can imagine I was exhausted (laughs) from all of this. I did it for 10 weeks. I was so exhausted that um, at that time, I remember going into work uh, one day. I, I don't know what time of day it was. I have no idea. But I went in and uh, just was checking in with my boss at the time and I went in and sat down and I was talking to him and he was like you are talking so slowly he said he could tell that I was just absolutely exhausted but I was willing to do whatever it took to um, be a part of the recovery plan for sobriety. And, um, I knew that if I didn't do all of this, I wasn't going to be able to live my life. And so I needed to do whatever it took. And so that's what I did. So 
During this outpatient treatment program, IOP, I learned a lot about um, the disease of alcoholism. And so one of the things I learned about are the happy chemicals, which are the reasons why all of those things that I mentioned earlier are good for you. So I learned about dopamine, which is a surge of pleasure that you get when you're accomplishing something. Uh, Serotonin, which flows when we feel uh, important. Uh, Oxytocin, I think I'm pronouncing that right, which is also known as the cuddle hormone. And endorphins, which are well known as like gives you your runner's high. So I'm going to go through each one of those and just talk about my experience. So if dopamine surges when we accomplish something, then it would make sense that the more we feel that sense of accomplishment, the more we would have uh, dopamine released. So one of the things that um, I have tried to do throughout my recovery is to have lots of little goals. So um, I even have like one small goal per day. And um, sometimes um, like at work, you can break down your projects and have checkpoints along the way. And so this is not only um, a way to keep your project on track, but also um, if you create measurable checkpoints, it's also a way of experiencing small accomplishments, like celebrating that, you know, I'm supposed to create five Uh, written documents. And so each time I complete one of them, then it's something that should be acknowledged. And that sense of accomplishment um, releases dopamine. So uh, for example, rather than having one big goal, uh, break it down into a bunch of little goals. So um, imagine you're running a race and you, um, rather than just celebrating when you run, uh, run through the finish line, excuse me, you have all of those like refreshment and cheering stations along the way. So I'll tell you a story about, um, when I guess it was probably about 15 years ago I was, I participated in an Avon walk, um, to support breast cancer. And, um, and so the first day you had to walk like 24 miles. And then the second day was like six miles. It was very strange to me, but I had this goal in my head that I was gonna I mean honestly it was not even a question to me about finishing um the whole thing the first day and the second day 
But as I, uh, so it was in DC. So as I did the walk, um, I didn't pair up with anybody. I was very much like by myself. Um, I was doing it to celebrate my mom and how she beat breast cancer. And so I did it alone and it was really a nice, um, chance for me to, to be very reflective of her and how much I love her and, uh, reflective of the fight that she had to face, but also to be able to experience and witness all of these other people around us that are fighting cancer every day. And it truly was, um, it was an experience of a lifetime. And so as I walked the streets of D.C., um, every so often there were refreshment stations stations and then there were people cheering um family members and friends and and sometimes uh we would walk by like restaurants and there were people that would just come out of the restaurant and start cheering and clapping for all of us and it was so rewarding i mean talk about dopamine the whole the whole day was just like um time after time there was a lot of encouragement And, um, and man, it was needed because by the end, um, hours and hours and hours later, uh, I was in so much pain. Um, for me, it was my hips, um, that my hips actually have never been the same since then. I should have stopped. I did not listen to my body, (laughs) but, um, But anyway, I had that goal, you know, and that was the one goal, the finish line. But what I didn't do is, is really stop and recognize that every time I walked by one of those refreshment uh, stations or cheering, you know, cheering along the way that 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 sense of accomplishment was really something to be proud of. It wasn't just the finish line itself that, that I needed to be proud of. So, um, no, I did not, uh, do the race the next day. I could, I literally could not walk the next day and had to get a taxi to come pick me up from the place where we camped that night. So, um, it was pretty, uh, it was a pretty long recovery, speaking of recovery. So, so, um, anyway, back to the topic. So celebrating is the most important part of breaking down all of these goals into pieces. So not just a little pat on the back, but really celebrate what it is that you are, um, accomplishing. So accomplishing. So, um, taking yourself out to lunch or a friend out to lunch, go to a movie, go to the, go to the pool and reward yourself. And also one of the things that I learned, uh, was important was to make sure that before you finish the goal that you're working towards, make sure you have another goal waiting for you. So what I'm doing right now 
in this recovery is I've been talking about how I've got lots of projects that I'm trying to um, entertain myself and stay creative and um, have things to look forward to. So one thing that I just finished is a fabric landscape art. And um, all I did was I took a, a, a coffee table book and I opened it up to one of the pages and there was a landscape of Andalusia, Spain. And so I took uh, clothes, old clothes that we uh, were planning on donating to Goodwill and I cut them up and placed them and uh, turn them into a landscape that mimics the picture that I saw in the coffee table book. So I'm going to load, once I get it framed, I'm going to load the picture onto my website at recoverydailypodcast.com so you can see that. But before I finished that, I made sure that I had another goal Um, right behind it. So uh, the goal that is waiting downstairs in the garage for me is I have, uh, and I think I've just recently talked about it, I have a coffee table that I'm um, upcycling or doing a flea market flip uh, for my daughter. So I have a lot of other goals too. I won't list them all, (laughs) but um, that's how I keep myself busy. Um, okay. So, uh, that's the first thing having uh, goals, sense of accomplishment for dopamine. So the next thing is serotonin. So apparently one of the things I learned is that most antidepressants focus on the production of serotonin. And what's interesting about serotonin is that you can trick your brain into releasing serotonin. So you can either, serotonin will be released um, in situations that are real, and serotonin will also be released in things that you imagine. So, um, for example, I went to the doctor's office back when I was, drinking and I was very much um, it was towards the end of my drinking the last few years but I had terrible anxiety terrible anxiety and panic attacks and everything so I had gone into the doctor's office and every time I went in my anxiety would just skyrocket and I uh I think it was because I was just afraid of, you know, what I was going to have to do. I I had a lot of, you know, the drinking and and, uh, lots of other things going on in my personal life that I was afraid I was going to have to face. And so I think that's why the anxiety skyrocketed when I went to the doctor. But at one point... I had like three doctors come into the room that I was in and I was having a panic attack. I was just sitting there. I wasn't like screaming or freaking out or anything, but I, I, they took my vitals and I was having such, um, a heightened panic attack that 
several doctors came in and one of them said to me, I need, she said in a very calm voice, I need you to breathe and think of a happy place. So put yourself in a place that makes you feel soothed and calm. And so, you know, when people always say, picture your happy place, that is actually, that actually does something for us. Apparently it releases serotonin. So another, uh, way that you can release serotonin is the gratitude practices. So every night before I go to bed, um, I've been a little challenged by it lately because I have a, an issue with texting, but, um, I have, it's me and four other friends. There might be five other friends of mine and we send three gratefuls to each other each night. So it allows me to take a moment and pause, take a moment and think about what did I accomplish throughout the day? Um, what am I proud of throughout the day? What uh, kind of um, feelings of love and joy and all of that stuff. Just having a moment to think through all the good things about the day, no matter what happened, you know, most often there's something that wasn't fantastic. But what I try to do is look past that and find three things that I'm grateful for. And I send those in a text to my friends and they send them back. And so this practice of imagining past accomplishments and, um, and things that make you happy release serotonin. And the other thing that I learned is just by simply sitting in the sun boost vitamin D and serotonin in small doses. So that's that 15 minutes of sun gives you vitamin D. Well, the part that I never knew was also it boosts uh, production of serotonin as well. So I thought that was interesting. So then the next thing is oxytocin. And this one I'm going to talk just a little bit about, not a lot. So um, when we touch each other, we increase oxytocin. And it also reduces cardiovascular stress and improves the immune system. So I am personally in the podcast just talking about hugs. So I've always heard that a hug helps you grow. That's what I always learned. Well, it releases, a hug releases oxytocin. And so it is recommended to get eight hugs a day. To me, that's a lot of hugs. If I were to go to work and and hug at least eight people every day, I think I might get called into HR. I'm not sure. But um, 
I count my puppies as um, eight hugs, and I definitely get eight hugs from them every day. So, um, and then the last one is, uh, is, what was it? Sorry, let me go back. Do-do-do, endorphins. So, the last one is, um, so... When I'm anxious or depressed, I typically have this, I'm inclined to move or exercise. When I'm depressed, I have this automatic self-talk, get up, get up, take a step. And it, it could be because of the um, previous episode where I talked about um, doing the work and just taking one step towards the next right thing. Um, but also, when we exercise, it uh, decreases anxiety and depression. So um, certainly when I'm anxious, I feel like exercising. And I've always felt like it was just because I have an excess of energy that I need to get out. You know, I imagine that I have so much energy that I'm vibrating. That's what I imagine. And so if I, if I'm at work and I'm super anxious and I'm like vibrating anxious, then I'll go out into the stairwell and walk up and down the stairs, walk up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs, and then um, go uh, go back to my office and, and I'll feel you know, over time. I mean, I get my, my breath back, but I'll actually, the anxiety will be reduced. One time, funny story, <laughs> one time, I was anxious to go talk to an individual in leadership. And so I decided when I did it, I was going to walk up the stairs to do it so that I would release the anxiety. <laughs> but I, what I shouldn't have done is go up the stairs and then go directly into the office of the individual that I needed to talk to. It was pretty embarrassing. I was like super out of breath. <laughs> But um, it was almost comical at that point. So <laughs> whatever. Um, I'm a I'm a silly character, I think. Uh, sometimes. Anyway. Um, so uh, laughing and hanging around funny people also uh, release endorphins and um, aromatherapy. Vanilla and lavender, which just happened to be my favorite two flavors, uh, release endorphins. And spicy foods and dark chocolate release endorphins as well. Um, so bringing us back around, um, uh, the reason why I learned this in my IOP was because uh, a lot of the class was talking about how do we um, manage life without alcohol and drugs. And so um, we were learning about how uh, about self-nourishment and the things that we can do 
that will um, literally make us happier and healthier um, with uh, chemical releases. So set many goals, uh, reflect on past accomplishments while sitting in the sun for a little bit. Make sure you get eight hugs a day, exercise, and laughter. That's all you need in life, and you'll have all of your happy chemicals. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.